Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 26. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but said, Go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more the report spread about even more the report about him went abroad and the great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. One of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who'd come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some of the men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of their, the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question saying, who is this? who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose up before them picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with all, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jerry, uh, we got two two powerful stories today. So first we have this man, as Luke aptly says, is full of leprosy. Um, and there's just like this awesome quote, if you will, you can make me clean. Mm. He he is confident in Jesus's authority. And his only question is, will Jesus do this for me? And, and Jesus in the classic Jesus fashion looks on him with compassion and heals him. And, you know, there's another interesting note here where he tells him to tell nobody but the report keeps spreading. And so Jesus knows his hour has not yet come, and yet his fame um, continues to grow, which kind of catapults us into the second story where he has such a crowd as he's teaching in this house that there's no way to get in. And so these friends, desperate to get their friend in front of Jesus to be healed, they they lower him, you know, they like remove a bunch of tiles and lower mm-hmm. him into this house. Um and I hope that guy had a good insurance policy. And uh, they lower him in. And then this is a really important passage because this is, I think, the first place here in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus, you know, very clearly claims, you know, to be God. Mm-hmm. And he claims the power and identity of God, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you're ever in a conversation with Muslim 
or, you know, people of other faiths, um, this is like one of the first things that they'll say is Jesus never claimed to be God. And, um, you know, so here we say, or here we see Jesus say like that in, in the face of them saying only God can forgive sins. He's like, well, I'm about to prove to you that I can forgive sins. Mm -hmm. And so very important, Jeremy, what do you think about this passage? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting that both situations are not like, and Jesus went and found, in these stories, Jesus went and found the man who had the most leprosy. And Jesus went and found the paralytic who needed healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first one, this guy fell on his face and begged the Lord <laughs> Mm. Um, you know, he went to him and I think what to make of all of this, like go and tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest, make an offering as Moses commanded for proof to them was that's just all supporting the, the concealment, you know, that his hour had not yet come, you know? Mm. And so like, he's just saying like, look, go, go deal with the, go like do everything in response to this in a way that would actually continue to keep this hidden for now. Um, but, but nonetheless, he was pursued. And then the second story is like another great pursuit of Jesus, Mm -hmm. his friends, just like making a way, coming, seeking, looking for Jesus, doing whatever they can to get before him. And, and so I think that you can probably make a similar claim to the guy with leprosy and the, the faith of the friends or, and, and the friends that, that Jesus makes about the friends, you know, when he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Mm. And so Jesus is highlighting, I think, the faith of both of these groups, both of these people, the, the leprous man who's desperate for Jesus and the, the desperate friends yeah. and, and the desperate paralytic. And so that's, I think, one thing that's instructive about faith. I mean, mm. do we think of faith as a desperation for Jesus. Mm. Um, like we are banking everything on him. And, and I, I do believe that God gives us, you know, the gift of faith, but what does that look like? Mm. It looks like this reaching for him. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that over and over again. Yeah, um, It's a trust in his, in who he is, his authority, his power and things like that. But it is a reaching for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we see in both of these stories. Yeah. And he explicitly calls it faith in the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I uh, I want to be one of those friends, and that's kind of the my biggest thought in my mind right now. Reading these is, you know, I have friends dealing with things. Mm-hmm. I have friends who don't know where they are with Jesus. I have friends who, um, you know, they they want to believe. Jesus, but they just, they, they need healing. Mm -hmm. And I want to be, I don't want to be the guy with crossed arms in the back of the room who's judging the, whatever's going on. But I want to be the guy just ripping shingles off the roof, Mm -hmm. trying to get my friends before Jesus. That's right. And, you know, I think that it's easy in these stories to put ourselves in the, like, subject line of you know like the main character besides jesus Mm -hmm. and you know i think in some ways like that is that's not like a unfaithful way of reading some of these um but you know i i do 
think like it, it's so important. Like, don't just be the person trying to be healed. And, you know, certainly don't be the judgmental person who always has a bone to pick with, you know, this doesn't line up. Well, actually, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. don't be the, that guy, but be the person who, who is just, you know, will, will walk through hell and back to get their people in front of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we see in both of these, the, the leper who goes and falls before Jesus and then these friends who carry their friend, their other friend to Jesus, it's this just vast confidence in the character of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they believe his authority and they believe in his grace. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, be, be a good friend. Mm-hmm. That's like really all I have. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's like, I think you bring up a great like point of like, just who, who are we? And mm. faith Faith is something that we continue to mm. walk in. Like it's mm. not an initial, you're a Christian and you don't need faith anymore. Like faith is, is the rest of the Christian life too. Yeah. And it, I think it should be this like, like in all things, uh, like a fight of faith in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need faith when we have, like you said, like for that situation, like friends who don't know the Lord, like we need to, we need faith in that situation in mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, we, yeah. need to, we need to go to him and like fight for them to, to know him. Right. And, and, and that requires faith in him. That requires a belief that Jesus, if you will, mm-hmm. would you save this man? Would you save this girl? Lord, would you save this parent? Would you save this daughter? Lord. And it's just like a, a pleading out to him, recognizing his graciousness, recognizing his mercy that he mm-hmm. has come to seek and to save the lost. And, um, but the same thing is true with like, our fight against sin in our own lives. Mm. Um, Lord, I know you can, you can deliver me from this. You can give me freedom in this. Uh, Lord, help me. Like there's just this desperation that we have to have for the Lord, not this questioning of the Lord that mm. we see. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I think that the key there is that like, look, yeah, faith is not a passive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not just sitting back questioning everything mm-hmm. that, that doesn't seem to ever be, how Jesus highlights faith in the characters of these stories. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, I I don't want to be that person. Amen. Amen. Very instructive word from Luke 5. We're going to keep on going through the life of Jesus tomorrow. For Jeremy, a.k.a. Jerry Brooks, this is Will Carlisle. We're going to see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.